And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, it is time to bring back one of my favorite people that I had the privilege of interviewing last year. Of course, I'm talking about Rob Lucy. He's an author, producer, and worked with, as, as a journalist, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation before forming his own company. And there he produced mixed media for corporations and governments and educators around the world. But I love what he has written. And we talked about this last time on the show. We're going to give you a quick refresh on how you will be remembered. The definitive guide to creating and sharing your life stories. Rob Lucy is my guest and there actually is right now. I'm going to point you to my friend show, James J.C. Cooley. I produce It's Your Life. Tremendous program Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Listen next week because we're going to continue to give out details how you can become part of this contest document your legacy, and win something pretty cool at the end of the day. Rob Lucy is going to be a part of that decision-making process. But right now, let's welcome him to the show. Hey, Rob, it's been been a few months since I've had you on the show, but I love hearing everything you have to talk about when it comes to preserving legacies. Well, hi, Noah. Thank you very much for having me on. And um, yeah, I haven't seen you for a couple of months, but you're better looking, I think. Well, no, thank you very much. It's, it's my annual bike ride. We'll just leave it at that. But uh, let's refresh our discussion from last time real quickly. If people have not picked up your book, how will you be remembered? The definitive guide to creating and sharing your life stories. Now, there is an importance of documenting your legacy. I think now more than ever in the post-COVID world that we live in. I think uh, just to back up a notch, I just want people to understand we're talking about creating, uh, collecting stories and those stories will become part of your legacy. And that is, so I often say to people, you know, is there someone in your life whose story you just don't want to disappear? Because we've all probably all been to um, celebrations of life or other things where you say to yourself, jeepers, I never knew that about him or her. What a great story. So my book was to, to say that legacy is not, it doesn't have to be passing down the stuff to the kids or to whomever you want to give it to. It's not legacy isn't about stuff, it's about story. Because it's the stories that'll linger and the stories that'll go on, the stories that your descendants will hear. You know, a hundred years ago, I got a picture of my I think I showed it to I had you look at it last time. I got a picture of my great grandparents. And they came over from Ireland just at the end of the potato famine. And they arrived in um North America. They went up to it's some awful land up in northern Ontario, Canada, and they made a living there. They came across here with, um, they came across the ocean with seven kids, and they had five more, so they were pretty busy. Yeah, it sounds like it. Very busy. But I don't know. But I don't know anything about them. Nothing. I don't know how just how hard it was in that hard scrabble land and how three kids died in accidents. I know that, but I don't know how. I don't know how they made a living, how they put cash on the table to buy things. I, I know they were, they didn't leave those stories because they were probably illiterate anyway. But you know what, Rob, what's important about that is the fact that had you had those stories to go back to and find out exactly how tough it was and how they made it through, that can give somebody life perspective on how to live their life and how to persevere in what they're going through. These things are invaluable. That could do. I mean, we're all now getting our DNA testing, or not all of us, but I've had mine. I just got it back the other day, as a matter of fact. 
and it tells me where we came, where I came from. So I came from, and I'm making, I don't have it in front of me now, but you know, 26% African, 41% European, et cetera, et cetera. So that's good to know, but it doesn't come with stories. And we have the advantage, all of us living in this digital world, to tell some of our stories so that our descendants, 100, 200, 300 years from now, will learn about us. It's, it's, if I was so interested, I would love to know about my great-grandparents and then farther behind than that. I'd love to know it. Well, in 100 years from now, I think our descendants are going to be just as curious to find out about us. And so we can leave those stories behind in a digital domain, whether it's, it could be print or audio or video. And it's a great feeling to leave a, a, a legacy story to our descendants. And what I think just what makes us a legacy is that these stories connect us to one another. Hmm. They, they enhance our lives now because it's just so cool to collect them and touch them. They, they make us happier. They keep us, they make us closer to those who are around us and um, it'll affect other descendants. When, when I'm gone and I'm leaving some of the stories behind, they're going to say, boy, and you're gone, Noah. They'll say, that's great, 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 great grandpa Noah. He that he was a pretty cool guy. Whatever. No doubt, that's what they're going to say. You yeah. you must have time traveled, Rob, because that that sounds spot on. Noah here and across the county, Rob Lucy, my guest. And the thing I love about these legacy stories that we're going to leave behind, we're encouraging people to create these. And again, it's it can be print, it can be audio, it can be video. So many different ways you can do that. But there's so many different options about how you're going to present these things. It could be a memoir, it could be life events, it can be just a simple letter of how you live your daily life, it really is kind of different for everybody depending on what you want to pass down. Yeah, it's really depending what kind of biggest, how big a story you want to pass down. So we can talk about legacy letters. That's a real simple one. That's a story of you. Okay, if somebody wants, if somebody's listening to us right now, Rob, and somebody wants to write the story of you or the story of them through a legacy letter, how do they go about doing that? Well, first of all, get my book. And read the chapter on legacy letters. And I, I, my legacy letter, I, I structured it. I wrote it. I just figured out what my five top values were that I'm living my life by. And I wrote a story about how I've lived each one of those values. I, I wrote that. It took a, a couple of days, no, you know, in and out. And I put it in the drawer. And honestly, God, no, when I put it in the drawer, I nearly cried because I felt so good that I have now put me on paper. And then in a hundred years from now, my uh, descendants will say, yeah, that's great, 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 great uncle Rob. And he had these five values and that's how he lived them. So that's an easy one. Um, it's, it's, it's one that you can do and it's the most powerful legacy. I think you could leave your family in a couple of hours of, of, of thinking and writing. I'm going to leave, I leave it in the drawer and I, my wife knows where it is and somebody will pick it up when, when, whenever I bop off, and, uh, and I, or, or I could share it with with my family now. Um, I haven't done that yet. I've I've got it in the drawer. But then, so that's a letter. And then, as you said, there's a memoir. A memoir is a little longer. It's kind of something noteworthy in in your life. I did a memoir of um, my father's war experience in World War Two. Oh, that's we awesome. Started it. We started it and. I didn't know it was going to turn into this, but it turned into a book, and then we launched it at a military museum up where we are in, in Vancouver, and um, uh, you know, about 
400 people there and dad never thought he could ever 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 tell his own story but with a little help with with me and i um we got that memoir written so that was a monstrous uh and wonderful job and it connected me to my father even more and uh, that's a memoir then you can do a life story which is even broader still um starting at birth and who's your family and all the way through to where you are now asking somebody about the questions of uh, tell me about their schooling tell me about their family tell me about their career etc and then there's another one you could do um and just just describe an event um help them describe that one event when say you would know that your great weird old uncle charlie was really upset when the barn burned down and just do a story about the barn burning down and then how all the neighbors came and helped out and uh and built that rebuilt it so there's a variety of structure and they're, they're all they're just basically different in focus and size but um i'm i'm recommending that people start with their own their own legacy story which is kind of tell your story so tell your story then gather the stories of those whose stories you don't want to disappear and then the third one so tell your story gather the stories and then create new stories and the, I, I in the book i described what you can do and how you can use a formula to start to create some legacies and the stories that flow from those legacies. So legacy can be a story. Story can be a legacy. They go back and forth. And you might even start with something smaller. Like you were mentioning the last one, which is an event, which might be okay off the top of my head. I don't have a lot of time, but I can think of a couple of events that were pretty important in my life and the impact they had. And I want to cherish those and pass those down. You might find that by writing something as simple as that and as maybe as short as an event legacy, that you start actually putting more on paper than you began with and maybe this turns into something that's more like a legacy letter you know you never know as a writer it's a wonderful thing your your brain once you start putting some stuff down on paper you'll go oh my goodness where is this coming from i better get it down so it's it can be a, a pretty joyful experience and then again these can be saved in print and audio and video and your descendants get to learn all about you because you thought that barn burning down was changed your life if that was the story perhaps well that's the best part about living in you know some uh, day and age where technology is rampant is yeah you don't have to be best with penmanship or writing and words you can do like those audio versions and the video versions and you can pass those things down just as easily there's really a way for everybody isn't there rob i had uh, just an experience a while ago i went into a bookstore bookstores are dangerous places to go i agree anyways I saw this. I saw this um, title called "The Secret Life of Bees," and I, it had been out for a while. I picked it up, didn't even look at it. I, my wife and I raise honeybees here. We only have a couple of hives, but they're they're a fascinating little animal. Anyway, so I pick up this book, "The Secret Life of Bees," but it's not about bees. It's uh, written by a lady named Sue Monk Kidd, and she, uh, in one of the characters in the middle of the book said, "Stories have to be told, or they die. Mm. And, they, and when they die, we can't remember who we are." or why we're here. So let's give our descendants some of our stories and let's you and us and anybody writing them enjoy them because as I say, they become a, a legacy that connects you to the others to enhances lives. Now makes you happier. And then of course it all goes down to our descendants and they get to read them too. 
Yeah, it's just an amazing thing. You know, living, as I said in the beginning of the show, in a society that's, uh, well, we're still going through it, but it's a lot different now. So I still call it post-COVID because a lot happened in the last year. This world has created an opportunity to make these options of a legacy story not only possible, but a huge priority. We never know from one moment to the next, Rob, how much time we have left on this on this earth that we're going to be granted by God. And so you need to get your story ideas, your legacy story ideas down now while you still can. Yep. And that, as, I said, as I put my legacy letter in my drawer, it, it was a hugely fulfilling feeling having having got it done. And um, and you can have some fun with this. You know, some, some, yeah, one quick story. Uh, elderly might say, well, I don't have a story to tell. And I, I just say, okay, well, that's fine. We won't worry about it. But uh, tell me about your family. And they start. They start talking, and pretty soon, there's this concept, and we might have covered this last time we chatted, the concept that uh, in, the rivers in the north, in, mm. say, in Alaska, in the Yukon, they're frozen solid. But in the spring, you're waiting for them to explode. And the reason these, the, the way they explode is all the, the meltwater from the mountains up above flow down all day underneath the ice of the river and start pushing that ice up. Boom. One at the, the 2 o'clock in the morning, those rivers go and they explode and you can hear them for miles and the river is roaring with ice and water. That's kind of what happens when somebody says, I don't have a story and you start them. Their river breaks too and they start telling stories that um, they, and the experience I've had, they, they say, I haven't told this story all my life. And um, they start um, they start telling them. I was going to say some fun things, which I don't know if we covered last time. There's one question. By the way, I, I, I'm a journalist and producer of 45 years. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, you don't need to have those skills that I have and honed and t- took 45 years to get them. There's one question, one question only that you need to ask somebody whose story you want to gather, and that question is three words: Tell me about. Mm. Tell me about the barn burning down. Tell me about when you had the car accident. Tell me about when you fell in love with mom. Tell me about. So that that phrase, tell me about, allows the person who you're talking to to um, go anywhere they want with all the energy they want. And, and like you just said, and like you just said, you know, sometimes all it takes is simply giving those three words. Once they start, they don't realize how many stories that they had with within them and how easy it is to get those stories out. And then suddenly, okay, maybe I'm talking about it, but now let's write it down so that we can preserve these stories and pass these stories on. That's the whole point. Yep. And once you've got them going, once you've got the river flowing, there's some other tricks. What are some? What, what are some of those other tricks, Rob? Share, share those with us. Okay, tell tell me about is the, is the main one. When somebody is uh, describing something, the barn burning down or the birth of, use the phrase "close your eyes and tell me." Close your eyes and tell me about the barn burning down. When somebody closes their eyes, they create a movie and then they describe the movie. And the movie, the story they're telling is just so much more visual and it, it, it has much more memorability to it. So getting people to close their eyes, they may say, well, why do you want me to close my eyes? I say, oh, just give it a shot. I, wanna, I, wanna, I think you'll be able to see the story better. Those that will do it, they, they do that. Then there's another, um, you can have, like in structuring the story, you can say, I just want to talk about the facts, the memories, and the meeting. The facts of the barn burning down, the memories of the animals trying to get out, and the meaning of all the neighbors coming over to help put out the fire and build a new one the next day. 
that's a that's a cool uh, way of getting the structure, getting the the story to facts, memories, and meaning. Then there's the old journalism, the W five and H, who, what, when, where, why, and how. Uh-huh. I've described about one of those. One thing I did with my father, my mom and dad lived. Uh, mom died after about fifty five. 55 years of marriage they had of course uh, photographs and heirlooms and all kinds of stuff in the house so we didn't know where they came from we walked around uh, about a year before dad went we walked around the house and recorded everything we walked up to a painting and said where's this come from when did you get it and all those memories of come flooding back of what these objects come to so that's a fun thing for people to do is say you've got an elderly person just walk through the house and record what they say about everything on the mantelpiece the, the paintings they've got there the little silver spoons it's fascinating to listen to them all and then you then you feel a lot closer to them and have no need to put them in the garage sale when that time comes well it's great rob as you can take you know these various methods that you just mentioned with you know getting these stories started for somebody and what what might work for one person might not necessarily get them going for another person so just try these different fun ways about getting these stories flowing and then just like the river once they do get going you can get these down on audio or paper or video and that's where the legacy stories begin and you can check out more about these things createmylegacy.com a lot about rob there about his book and about how you can start your legacy story today that's create my legacy.com i highly recommend you get his book how will you be remembered the definitive guide to creating and sharing your life stories now i know on your website rob i was fascinated by a portion of your website that i didn't even know existed it's called musings if people go to that what what are they going to find there oh boy um musings it's more of a blog for me um i i um it tells the story of a variety of elements of, of, of storytelling um, about people I've met who were fabulous stories in the broadcasting world um, um, about my job. I taught at a big university here for three years, this, the idea of legacy stories. And, and that was a, and I, so I wrote that as a blog. Um, I wrote about legacy and time, which is in the book and there's some new stuff on it. So it's more of a blog. It's more of some, it's my musings on, and, on what I see in this story collection legacy world. And um, and they're not long. They're they're, they're shorter blog pieces, but um, I just kind of keep my keep my brain active and, and keeping looking for it. I hear you. You know, I went there and I, I was instantly, uh, I love little short posts like that. So when I found that portion of your website, I was just fascinated. So I was wondering, you know, if you continue to add to that or if it was just something that was kind of a long time ago, but they're definitely fascinating. I could add some more to it. Yes. Good. You're, you're you're scolding me as proper. I need to get some more up there. Please do. One thing I want to do, if we've got time, I was going to, uh, so we talked about the value of the stories and how they, they can they can start and that river can burst and, and, and now the stories start coming out and you're collecting them and your descendants will see them. But there's some, there's some dangerous excuses almost for people saying, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, tell you what, we got about two minutes left. Unfortunately, I knew this time was going to fly by. What are some of the main excuses that you hear? And then how do you kind of refute those saying, you know what, we still need to do this? Um, well, the main excuse, I don't have the time. And I say, no, you do have the time. I had this experience on a cruise ship going through the Panama Canal once. I sat, stood beside a man who was 20 years, 30 years older than me. 
he'd start telling me some stories about him in, as an age, as a merchant marine in the war. Fabulous stories. I went down, got my little tape recorder in my room. I always carry one. Um, he told the story again. I gave him the chip from the from the uh, audio from the recorder. I said, "Do your kids know any of these?" He said, "No." I said, "Well, play them these." So they have. I've heard from him, and he's since done tons of storytelling. Say, so people say they don't have, don't have the journalistic skills. You do. Just ask that question. Tell me about. Um, I don't have a story to tell. Well, that's the river breaking. The uh, the technical side of storytelling is real easy. Just a little audio, or you can uh, and you can put that into a computer. And the big one is nobody will care. Some people say, well, who's going to care about my story? My father said that too. And while well, we had 300 people at the museum, and it bonded our family, and we now now we knew the horror of the of the war that he was in, World War Two, and uh, and it, and he read it. He had it read to him every day until he died. A different chapter. So there's some there's some excuses for not doing them, but we can. I think we can take away those excuses and understand the benefit of it. Well, and again, there's such a huge benefit, again, as you and I were talking about living in this current era that we're in. We got to get these legacy stories documented now because we don't know where we're going to be in a year. And if we're not here, we want to be able to pass those stories that are important to us down to our families. And I guarantee you, if they are important to you, you might not know it, but they are important to your family and not just your immediate family, but your family that's not even around yet. And you want your legacy to live on whether you know it or not, it's something that is extremely important. And the best way you can get started on this is to read Rob's book, which is How Will You Be Remembered? The Definitive Guide to Creating and Sharing Your Life Stories. And you can get that book wherever books are sold. You can also get it on Amazon. Go to createmylegacy.com. Find out more about Rob. And you can, I, I can guarantee you, just go into the website alone. I was on there again today. It really gets you to think that, you know what, now's the time. Okay. Maybe I, I, my time is short. My time is precious, but I need to make time for this as well. Rob, thanks so much for thanks. coming on. It's an absolute, thanks, it's an absolute pleasure, and I hope to see more in the musing section because uh, I, I, I was pretty inspired by it. Okay, and I, let's hope those stories start flowing in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking, yeah, speaking of stories, in case you haven't heard, my good friend James J.C. Cooley on It's Your Life answers San Diego 7 to 8 p.m. You might want to tune in because you can find out a couple of things. One, how you can create your legacy, as we've been talking about today, in 300 words or less. And two, there's an awesome contest that James is kicking off with Rob Lucy. And if you win, you could win something pretty cool just for getting your life laid down for generations to come. Rob Lucy, we'll have you back on. Thanks, my friend. Thank you, Noah. Noah here and across the county. More coming up. Stay tuned.